Hey kid, I've got no eyes and I'm melting. Welcome to the Corrupted Youth Podcast. I'm Dan. I'm Brennan, and today we're going to be watching a movie about a librarian that just wants to get that just wants to get that book returned. <laughs> it's overdue. We're a father and son duo that explores the latest blockbusters, classic genre films, and the schlockiest of golden age VHS rental store flicks in spoiler heavy fashion. Like seriously, he's going to start getting charged soon. Like you know, he's going to show up and be like, "Yeah, you owe us like thirty-two cents on that overdue book." It was my birthday month, and I got to pick any movie I wanted, and for some reason I picked The Devil's Reign. <laughs> <laughs> but we can get into those details later, because first up, we had a winner Oh yeah, yeah. contest. Mm-hmm. Somebody descrambled the two episodes ago for our Color Out of Space episode. Check it out. But in the beginning, our little Hey Kid intro was reversed in segments and like broken up kind of funny. But yeah, friend of the show and guest at one point in time, Jeremy Schleif, a.k.a. Schmed, figured it out, won himself a Corrupted Youth t-shirt of his choice. Congratulations. We're all proud of you. But no, I mean, you you said whoever did it would just be a loser. Schmed, I'm sorry. Well, we're not going to ridicule him now? We promised ridicule. Um, you, you smell weird. You like nerdy things <laughs> got them <laughs> your squads on transformers earth wars are poop oh oh love up your megatron loser no <laughs> the other the beast wars megatron not not g1 megatron oh i hear he likes to play with play cutthroat <laughs> uh. <laughs> so yeah the devil's reign how about that trailer Let's go! There have been films about earthquakes, airplane disasters, and blazing infernos. But there has never been anything like The Devil's Reign. Space. That wasn't your father. It was his face. Mother? They had no faces. The Devil's Reign. The 300-year search for the power to damn mankind is over. Fools! And the towering terror of the devil on Earth is now unleashed. The Devil's Reign. Hundreds of souls held captive in an eternity of hell. Seize him! Possessed by the devil. You, my son, have defiled all that is holy. Mother, my God, my God! 
they become his worshippers and his demons. Academy Award winner Ernest Borgnine, Eddie Albert, William Shatner, Keenan Wynn, and Ida Lupino as Mrs. Preston, and with the special participation of Anton LaVey, High Priest of the Church of Satan. The Devil's Reign. Conceived by the producer of A Man Called Horse. Created by the masters of magic of Planet of the Apes. Together, they bring you a melting hell on Earth. And absolutely the most incredible, unforgettable ending of any motion picture ever. Heaven help us all when the devils reign. Wow, what a stormy day. <laughs> that, that trailer does have a lot of the cool visuals in it. So, so that kind of stinks because nobody just watched it. They just listened to it. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> but if you're not going to watch the movie, at least watch the trailer, which will definitely make you want to watch the movie. You'll be like, wow, this movie looks bananas. A lot of people melting. Yeah, so first time viewing, Ronan? Yep. First time viewing for you? Uh, I originally saw it when Joe Bob Briggs had it on Monster Vision, and honestly... I'd never heard of it, and I just fell in love with it. And I was like, wow, this movie's so crazy and bonkers and awesome. And clearly, I must have been drinking a lot when I saw that. <laughs> but I've watched it a few times since over the years, and I was like, oh, I just could not wait to get you to watch this. I was just waiting for the right time, right opportunity. And man, do I have opinions now. <laughs> it's definitely one of those, like, it's really cool when you're watching it by yourself. But when you have somebody else, like, you make somebody else watch it, it becomes a whole different experience. Yeah. I feel like watching a movie with somebody, you can, like, joke more about it. Like, I, I just recently watched a movie called uh, Graveyard of Fireflies, which um, was an anime movie about World War II and, like, victims of war. And it was so sad. It was so unbelievably sad. But you watch it with you watch it with a friend, you know. It doesn't. It was just funny. We just joked around. I mean, yeah, I cried at the end. But you know, I feel like that's what it was for this movie too. I mean, okay. So basically, like this is this is literally a cult movie. Yeah. In in every sense of the word, it's about cults and it has a cult following because this movie did not do well when it was released that is not surprising totally not surprising which is kind of bonkers because this movie really has an awesome cast yeah it does yeah like, there are some really good actors in this movie yeah i guess i should bring up the imdb info why do you have so many tabs of kevin hart he's a, he's a handsome man no that there's like there's like six no seven kevin hart 
Kevin Hart hot. Kevin Hart no shirt on dad. This one's my favorite here. Kevin Hart bubble bath. <laughs> okay, so The Devil's Reign from 1975. Well, that's what another reason why I picked this, because it was the year I was born. Mm-hmm. It's directed by Robert Boost, who also did the abominable Dr. Fibes movies. Both of them. It's over my head. Uh, Vincent Price. Uh, it's kind of like a weird. Um, yeah, they're pretty. They're pretty wacky and fun. Like he just is sets up these weird, elaborate traps and kills people. Oh, that actually does sound pretty fun. There's more to it than that. He's got like an audio jack that he has to like plug into his neck and stuff. Of course. <laughs> I mean, why not? Maybe we'll cover those at some point because those movies are pretty interesting. And this movie pretty much ruined this guy's career. Nice. He did not really. I think he made maybe one more movie. Otherwise, he just did TV stuff. Because, I mean, honestly, like, the direction of this movie is not bad. Oh, it's pretty good. I liked it. Yeah. And it's visually interesting. Yeah. Writing credits go to Gabe Esso, James Ashton, Gerald Hopman. Probably could have used another one. (laughs) (laughs) One less, maybe? (laughs) More time. Uh, The cast consists of Ernest Borgnine, Eddie Albert, Ida Lupino, William Shatner, Keenan Wynn, Tom Skerritt, Joan Prather, uh, we'll throw in Woody Chambliss, and also John Travolta's first movie. What? You wouldn't know he was in it. Is <laughs> it just a cultist, I'm guessing? <laughs> yeah, but he like gets credit in the opening credits, even. So there you have it. Oh, apparently. Oh, this is like a fun fact. One of the actresses gave John Travolta a copy of Dianetics while on set for this movie. And because he's a big Scientologist, that's like the Scientology book. Mm -hmm. So this is where it all began. Oh, God. What another (laughs) level of cultism. Oh. Just sprinkle on this. No. uh, we, We are not alien souls in a volcano that blew up from nukes. Is that what they believe? I know it's something weird like yeah, that. Yeah, there's like an alien in it, and uh, it's all messed up. Watch the episode of South Park about it. They explain <laughs> it pretty well. <laughs> so to the, uh, the description on here says, A Satanist cult leader is burnt alive by the local church. He vows to come back to hunt down and enslave every descendant of his congregation by the power of the book of blood contracts in which they sold their souls to the devil. That right there? We're out. Thank you. We're done. Yeah. That actually, like, to read that makes the movie make more sense. Because this movie just really kind of breaks it all up. And not, like, creating a mystery. Yeah. It's more just, uh, well, what is this? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> Why is this happening? There's, It's pretty incoherent. If you give me the answer before I know the question, you have to do that right. You know what? That's the best way to describe it. Because <laughs> they did it wrong. So it's just like you have the answer and you have the question, but you never put those two together. Right. So if you imagine that there's three pieces to this puzzle, right? One is direction, writing, and acting. One of those just did not work out. <laughs> and it's it's got to be the writing. I mean, it could be because apparently um, they had an eight-week shooting schedule and two weeks got knocked off of it. And that might explain things. But... Six weeks. That's that's like a month. 
plenty of people do it. I mean, yeah. And they make very coherent movies, just cranking them out. The movie Godzilla Raids Again was made in two months. The whole thing, two months. So it's possible. Yeah. But it doesn't help. (laughs) (laughs) No. Especially when you have something where you could have more to it. And it kind of shows in this movie, because I'm just going to say right away, that there's a lot of padding in this movie. Mm -hmm. Where they could have fleshed out more story stuff, but it's a whole lot of... There's like a couple driving scenes and people mucking about just walking around stuff that sometimes that's okay you if you build suspense but there's literally people like driving and not talking to each other just just staring in a car yeah come on do something let's you know just give some exposition there or something but all right i'm not even sure if i can do like a proper rundown on this i mean it's pretty simple yeah It, it starts off pretty banging though yeah, no, the opening. Because great opening. Rainstorm in the desert. I'm not quite sure where this is supposed to take place. It's kind of arid. Yeah. So maybe like a Texas or something or yeah. somewhere southwest. I'm just going to leave it at that. And it starts off, you get like William Shatner's at home. He was out looking for his dad. The Shat's character's name is Mark Preston. And rainstorm's happening and it's like, oh, hey, look, his dad's truck got here. Don't worry, mom. And he goes outside just to find his dad, Eyeless, <laughs> and talking crazy about the book and all this other stuff and Corvus. And you're like, what is going on? And then his dad just melts into like waxy goo. I was like, okay. Yeah. It's like, all right. <laughs> all right. Okay. Well, we're just starting off here. I really like the lack of like exposition. You know, let's learn about these characters. It's fine to start it off because you're it's instantly engaging. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what is all this about? So they've got like this book, this big old book, and it's hidden underneath the floor in their living room or whatever. And his mom's talking like, oh, you got to have this magic amulet for protection. <sighs> like you have to wear it at all times. So it's like, okay, important book, amulet. You could maybe know more about the book now, but evil, that's okay. There's an evil guy named Corbus. He yep. wants the book. He probably shouldn't have that book. Yeah. Somehow, the family is tied in. They have a history. They they kind of know what's going on. <laughs> question question with this household, though. that Because there's this, this old guy, John, there, who sounds like an old-timey prospector. Yeah. He's like, oh, you over <laughs> And, I mean, clearly, they must have been like a lot of Westerns. <laughs> I did not look up his history, but... There's a lot of Western actors in this. Mm-hmm. Like, is he either Butler? Is he just hanging out? Yeah, we couldn't we couldn't figure just that. Old out. man Jenkins just chilling around, just whining all the time. Yeah, like <laughs> John, go home. <laughs> yeah, they're always leaving him at the house too. Like, <laughs> we're gonna go off and do something. You stay here and watch the house with the book. Why are you leaving this old codger in charge of the book? Yeah, I feel bad for him because he gets it. He gets it kind of bad too. Yeah. Mark heads off to meet Corvus in this ghost town. Just well, the... yeah, no, but real quick. Literally the second he leaves, Corvus attacks the house. <laughs> he walks outside oh, and yeah, is that's... about to get into like his car. And there's just screaming. It's like, oh, wow. Lights are going off. They never find the book, though. Yeah. But they took his mom and they, they strung poor John up. Yeah. He's just all like, oh, man. They didn't have faces. 
Which that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. Everybody either. had faces. I was looking forward to seeing some people without faces. Sorry. Never got it. They don't have eyes, but they do have faces. They, they don't have like eyeballs either. Like it's not like, you know. It's supposed to be empty sockets. Yeah. But you watch like a higher definition version of it. It just. <laughs> and you can, you can, it just looks kind of weird. It does look pretty weird. But yeah, that's that's a you kind of have to let that go. It's like the mm-hmm. the the strings in War of the Worlds. Yeah, Just, yeah, yes, he am. What are you gonna do? Uh, yeah, so he goes to meet Corvus, and Corvus is just hanging out in this town, just dressed like a normal guy. But you don't know it's him at first. And Corvus is played by Ernest Borgnine, and he's hamming it up in this movie. He's great. He seems to be just digging this role. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he didn't get paid for this. What? He said that he didn't get paid for it, and the money was, or the movie was funded by mafia money. Oh. <laughs> and he said that uh, too many weird things happened on during the filming that he would never be in a movie about this subject matter ever again. Oh my! So yeah, he should have gotten paid. He did a great job. He won an Oscar, <laughs> not for this movie. Well, he has what to say. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> he's an award-winning actor. So yeah, Mark and Corbis decide that they're going to have a faith-off. <laughs> I know that's cheesy, but that's the way I wrote it in my notes. And because Corvus is like, hey, listen, my faith versus your faith. If you come in my 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 spooky New England church oh, yeah. that just happens to be here in this ghost town in the desert, you come in here, you check it out, but if you leave unfazed by it, you win. And, you know, like Mark's like, I want my parents back. And you don't get the book, but you can have the book if if you beat me. Seems like a pretty fair shake. And he goes in and... He cracks instantly. <laughs> he is not having a good time in there. Because, you know, you got all your robed figures with their no eyes and stuff. Chanting or whatever they're doing. All this kind of Satan-y type stuff. Yeah, actually, uh, Anton LaVey, who is the high priest of the Satanic Church was not only a consultant on this movie, but also in the movie. Probably should have brought that up earlier, but... He probably digged it. He's like, yeah. Walking around set. You guys did a good job on this one. Just hanging out in his goatee. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know the accuracy to all this stuff, but it's definitely movie fun. It's, it's played up for sure. Yeah. So Mark has a hard time with it. Makes it through the sermon or whatever. Decides to leave. And then Corvus is like, Oh, wait, you know, like, hey, we're not done here or whatever. But Mark's got that amulet on, so he was protected by any of the evil anyway. Mm -hmm. And Corvus comes up with this cool idea of turning it into a, making it Mark think that it's a snake. So he freaks out and throws it off. And then, so then he doesn't have the amulet anymore. So you can mark off amulet on your list of things that will never get brought up again. Yeah. (laughs) And then he's captured by the, the cultists. And then they just basically torture him after that. Mm-hmm. Have a have a fun time with him. So that's where this movie like then shifts again. So you like you're following the story, and it seems like oh, you got an this, understanding. Okay. This is this is our hero. Yep. And then it, okay, so then everything changes, and it shifts gears at a university, and they're two doctor guys, and they're gonna demonstrate this lady's ESP. Because apparently they found a way to enhance ESP in people. Yeah. Which, 
this, sure. this whole factor doesn't really play much into it. No. But she's laying there. She has like a couple of weird visions of like stuff later in the movie. Which I liked. Yeah, which was kind of cool. And she like totally flips out. This needs to be rewritten. You guys can't go through this. <laughs> rewrite it, rewrite it. One of the doctors gets a gets a message and it turns out he's Mark's brother, Tom. And then Eddie Elbert plays the other doctor. The woman is, I think her name's, yeah, her name's Julie. Oh, Dr. Sam. That's who Eddie Elbert plays. And so it's like, oh, now we've got these three people and they're all going to go and find out what's going on with their, their family. Yeah. Right? I was excited to see this dynamic too. You got psychic girl, the brother, and then like a doctor. Yeah. He's like a man of science. Yeah. Amazing. But apparently he got a different flight because he doesn't even show up until the end of the movie. Yeah. So it's just Julie and Tom and they go, they meet like the world's worst sheriff too. This guy is like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. Well, he had to clean up after the storm, but like we never see any of that. So it's kind of hard to like, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to us. Like maybe if they like driven through the town they're like wow that storm really messed everything up you know buildings collapse but no the sheriff's just i uh i gotta go um i gotta go uh sweep the sweep the fridge and drives away <laughs> sweep the fridge let's just take a little break and listen to a podcast that we love and the dongles should too just how drunk are we gonna Welcome to Good Beer, Bad Movie Night, where each month we drink finely crafted brews while watching terrible films in order to see just how drunk you have to get to enjoy them. So tune in and join Troy. Killboy Kreitz. <laughs> oh, that was pretty good. Thank you. <laughs> Dave. I have the weirdest boner. And Pete. IPAs are ales, meaning they are bottom fermented. Excuse me, they are top fermented. I f- that up. <laughs> Try that again. <laughs> As we drag Kathleen, Hear me. kicking and screaming through an alcohol-fueled podcast dedicated to movies of questionable quality and the frosty adult beverages that help make them tolerable. Good beer, bad movie night. Clearly, it's the beer's fault. Oh, Corey, my, my handwritten notes here, I wrote down eyeless mom makeout sesh. Yeah. That must be when they're torturing Shatner. That was. Corbus makes it like some lady who kisses him and then it ends up being his mom. It's like Lilith, <laughs> the god of lust or something, and turns out to be his mom. <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Tom, take forever to get to this town. And then once they get to this ghost town, I don't know, it's almost like a real-time event of like watching them check out everything. <laughs> but there's like somebody scuttering around a little bit, kind of leading him on. And it ends up in like the the weirdest most awkward fight on some stairs i've ever seen yeah and then oh yeah julie like stares into his eyes and then just sees the backstory oh yeah that's right yeah so <laughs> she gets the entire flashback which this does this flashback really kind of does not help no it doesn't like, but i will say this it's that time of year and pilgrims so thanksgiving movie yeah I would say that this qualifies as a Thanksgiving movie. Hear that? Watch The Devil's Reign with your family. That's right. Come on, kids. Gather around. We're going to watch The Devil's Reign. It's about Thanksgiving. It's short, too. It is short. It's 125 minutes. Something like that. Or hour 25 minutes, I mean. Yeah. And if you took out all the padding, if you just kind of fast forward. Three minutes. If you see somebody driving, 
let's fast forward until they like get somewhere. Probably an hour or ten. Yeah. <laughs> so what I can surmise from the flashback is Corbus was around in the Pilgrim days, which explains the New England church. And he's a satanic cult leader there. But then William Shatner is playing his friend who was in the cult. His, yeah. Like and another cult. Playing Mark's actual relative. Yes. With a different last name, which I kind of appreciated. Because yeah. usually they always just give people the same, same last yeah, name. Yeah, that, but that will change. And apparently he betrayed Corbus or something. Yeah. So they just kind of burn Corbus at the stake. But he's all about it. He's like, go ahead, do it. This is great. Yeah, it's kind of like <laughs> Obi-Wan. Like, you strike me down and become more powerful than you can ever imagine. Yeah, so he's just loving it. They make it seem it's other people who are not into Satan who go against him. But they also kind of make it, is it just some people? It's never really fleshed out enough. Yeah, I thought at first when I saw William Shatner, I thought that it was going to be in some weird way that Mark is almost like the same person. Like yeah. he keeps on being like reborn or something like that. And they're just destined to always duke it out. That's what I was kind of thinking. but Which would have been interesting. One line. Yeah. You could have just said that. We're just constantly being reborn. But basically, Corvus is just, I'm going to go after all your family members until I get the book, which they don't explain it at the time, but I'll just explain it here because it'll help make everything more sensible. It won't help. So apparently, he has all the souls from all his followers, but he can't deliver them to Satan unless he has the book, which they sign their names in, in blood. And apparently, you get one whole page for it, too. Just write your name really big. All right, you get a page. You get a page. Draw some stick figures on it. You get a page. Just write your name. A lot no. of artistic freedom. Try to take up the entire page when you write your name in this book. Yeah, you gotta use you gotta use up your space. So apparently he he must have been really close to achieving his goal when he was initially killed. So yeah, he spends the next three hundred years or whatever trying to get this book back. He must be really lousy at it. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it's all that hard. No. I mean, I guess maybe if the amulet's by it, he doesn't know where it is, but he knows where these families are. He's got it. It seems like he's got Send it. Send your followers. Out. They all have no eyes and they'll do whatever you say. Yeah. Raid the house. Tear it down. Literally rip it. Rip up the floorboards. You'd find it that way. And what are these followers anyway? They become like these minions of them, but they're not living people anymore. Because their souls are gone. He had some ceremony where he put like the little wax guy. Yeah. And the wax guy gets burned. So I don't know. They just turn into like waxy people then. Whenever they get injured or anything, they just kind of ooze what looks like wax. So strange. John and Julie, they sneak around. They Julie gets caught. John goes to save her. Tom. Tom, John. <laughs> Generic man name. They save Julie. Surprise. They throw the sheriff into a pit of combustion. <laughs> the doctor shows up, tries tricking Corbus. It doesn't work. No one's good at anything. No one can just be quiet for a second let my mind be at ease they smash the tv to hell and everybody melts so what is the tv to hell what is the it is the devil's reign which is a crt tv they put into a giant fabergé egg yes where it contains the souls that corbus takes and it's all rainy there you also missed an important bit though where corvus also turns into a goatman oh yeah which is pretty cool it's makeup. pretty cool yeah because the makeup was makeup. the makeup was done by the people who did the makeup for planet of the apes oh yeah that 
And that makes sense now. Yeah, so you would know that if you actually listened to the trailer because they mentioned that in the trailer. Oh, yeah, well, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if you've ever seen any of these trailers. I don't think. I think you've shown me, like, one. (laughs) Yeah, you just kind of summed up the rest of the movie. They kept the devil's reign in this pit, the combustion pit, as you call it. Yeah. Because if anybody falls in there, they apparently explode. Yeah. (laughs) But... That it's totally safe to keep these souls in a magic TV egg in there. But inside, like, when you see the souls in the egg, it's, like, always raining. And it's just people like, what is up? Mm. Nobody is really useful in this movie whatsoever. No. The fact that they left the book on the stage next to the combustion pit. Like, they just left the book there and they're like, let's get out of here. And then Corpus is like... Hey, I got the book. <laughs> Listen, that art took him 300 years and he gets it because they just forgot it. All these people are so inept. I don't even know who the protagonist is supposed to be. Is it Tom? Was it Mark? Is it Dr. Sam who just shows up at the end? Do you remember when they bring out Julie on like that stage and, and the doctor's like, hey, be quiet. Like we're, we can, and Tom's like, ah, just jumps <laughs> down and just gets swarmed by followers like an idiot (laughs) i did like that they at least changed up they added an an additional location before this final conflict where tom had snuck off and just somehow got a robe Mm -hmm. that would have been interesting to have in the story maybe he got it from the guy that they beat up possible but yeah they just had a whole nother location where they were doing satan stuff outside yeah which was kind of convenient i guess yeah that part was cool that's where he turned into the goatman first that part was actually pretty cool um, I think it's confusing though because one of the followers, when he sees him, starts like yelling and stuff and like pointing at him. They don't usually do that. So how the egg actually gets broken too, the devil's reign, is it was broken by Mark because they pleaded with him to do it. He somehow broke the spell, but without his soul was gone, it just makes it even more confusing. If you're confused listening to us try to figure this out. Yeah. Imagine <laughs> watching the movie. Yeah. Kind of a hot mess. Yeah. And then everybody melts into a hot mess. Yeah, the end melt scene is... So cool. And it's like one of those things where, is this going on too long? Yeah, And then it becomes a, no, because this is the most interesting thing to happen in the movie. It is the coolest part. That is my favorite scene. Yeah. How can it not be? Mm -hmm. What else do you have? That's not to say there aren't like cool things in the movie. I think maybe if you watch this movie muted, that way you don't have to worry about the plot. It would look confusing (laughs) for sure. Just be like, oh, there's something about a book... I don't know. But like all the visuals and stuff in this and Yeah, visually it's shooting people in wax spilling out and Satan stuff, like that's pretty cool. Eyeless people. Yeah. People yep. melting. Goat man. That's super cool. Pit of combustion. <laughs> Love the pit of combustion. More movies with pits of combustion. I agree. Like just knock somebody in, boom, they just explode. They just explode. That's scary. <laughs> <laughs> I do like how they never showed what's down there. No, they never did. Which just makes me wonder, what is down there? But yeah, after the melt party happens, Tom and Julie are like, wow, that was crazy. Glad we got away. But then the whole church explodes. Cool explosion. That was a cool explosion. They blew up that that building. Yeah. So that was a pretty decent explosion. I liked it. Oh, it's all over. Julie, let's hug. And then as they hug, it's kind of fun how they did it. Yeah. But you can totally tell that how they just swap out Ernest Borgnine. Yeah. For the actress who plays Julie. Yeah. But it's kind of fun. And then he's just hugging hugging Corbus. Yeah. He starts laughing. So he wins. Somehow. Somehow. Not really explained. Never explained. And, 
And then Julie is trapped in a new devil's reign. Devil's or reign. is the devil's reign. Or it doesn't make any sense. None of it makes sense. Also, like, what is Corbus necessarily doing that's super wrong? Yeah, he turned people into, like, weird eyeless people, but it's like a handful. He's not, like, gonna take over the world. It does not seem like that was his goal. He just wanted more power in hell, apparently. Yeah. He didn't really say, like, I'm taking over the world at any point. Yeah. It wasn't an end-of-the-world scenario. He just needed to cash in those souls to get in, to get more power in hell, I guess. Mm-hmm. That's what he's about, I suppose. I don't know. It's not really clear. There's a leaderboard. <laughs> so yeah, about these makeup effects too. Here's a fun fact for you. That for the eyeless Shatner, the life cast that they took of him to make the prosthetic, they used that life cast to make William Shatner masks. Oh, okay. Well, that's where it came from. Yeah. Yes. And so that's why if you watch it, he kind of looks like Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah. When he's eyeless, because they've used that that one of those masks for the Michael Myers mask. I wonder what he thinks about that, about them using like his mask. I don't know. It's kind of weird because it's like the most famous thing to come out of this movie. Yeah. <laughs> so without the devil's reign, Michael Myers wouldn't be so iconic in Halloween. Yeah, and probably wouldn't have like exploded as much. Unless you threw him in the pit of combustion. Yeah, I don't know. That's the devil's reign. We already said that we love the melt. That takes care of our favorite scene. Mm -hmm. Unless you disagree with the melt. How could I? Saying the word movie to describe your rating of this. And would you recommend? It's a it's a movie. I agree. It's a movie. I would... I mean, there, there are interesting bits to it. I think William Shatner's acting in it is really good. When he's normal, I guess that is. When he's just Mark. When he's like saying guys, whatever. He gets tortured well. Yeah, he does. I think the acting as a whole is really good in it. I think the special effects are really fun. I think its biggest draw is its runtime. It's pretty short. Throw it on. I'd say watch it with like some friends, I guess. And if it's easy to do, just fast forward through some of the boring bits. Yeah. I mean, I'd have to say my memories of this far exceed the actual outcome of the movie. Where I think about it and I think... Oh, yeah, because you're just thinking of the fun bits. Yeah. You don't think of the boring bits. I, I have to say it's a it's a light recommend for me. Mm-hmm. You have to know what you're getting into. Yeah. It's not going to appeal to everybody because, honestly, it's dull as a whole. This movie's super dull. There's so much padding in it. People mucking about doing nothing. I feel I wasted my, my, my whole, I could pick any movie because it's my birthday month. Yeah. I've, I've spoiled it. You could have picked the 2005 Hulk movie. Ew. <laughs> Why would I do that? Well, I suppose we should just kind of wrap this up then. Could have picked Terminator 3. No. Come don't on. want to talk about Terminator 3. <laughs> We've done enough third movies that are just not good and bad Alien sequels. Alien 3? Do not even think uh... about it. Oh, man. It's your month next uh... month. I'm not going to pick Alien. I don't know. I'll watch Alien 3. <laughs> I watched that movie once and that was enough. We're actually getting close to, we'll be starting our fourth year in January. Wow. We may not like our early episodes, but if you want to hear like squeaky voice front and take a trip back in time. Yeah, we started in 2017. Huh. Fly times when you're funning have. So I don't know. I was thinking, I was thinking maybe our fourth year. We'll do a couple, we'll get a couple more guests on. We got a, some people of interest. So maybe when it comes my month, I'll throw on some special guests. It'll be kind of fun. We're going to get Gandhi. We're bringing Gandhi back. Gary Oldman. The Where's the Beef Lady. We're reanimating her corpse. Mark Wahlberg. Marky Mark. Marky Mark in the Dongle Den. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
right. So if you <laughs> if you have any interest in uh, supporting the show, feel free to visit the link for our, our T Public store and check out the corrupted youth merch there. Get a loved one something stupid for Christmas because you don't like them. You can always contact us at our email, corruptedyouthpod at gmail.com. Yeah. Come visit us in the Donkle Den. Share your memes. Yeah. That's on Facebook. Marky Mark's there. We got Marky Mark in the Donkle Den. Big thank you to all our listeners, the Dongles, and to our fellow podcasters for their support. Marky Mark workout tape. In the dongle den? (laughs) Hang in there, dongles. (laughs) (laughs) Corrupt dead youth! Corrupt dead youth! Why am I doing this? (laughs) Why am I? Why am I here?